There have been 2,000-yard receivers in the history of Auburn football, and one of them is with us today on Village Vice. We're going to talk to Ronnie Daniels, and we are thrilled to have him and appreciate his time. And uh, before we get into the conversation, let's jump right in. Football is back. So is winning season at MyBookie. Today's show brought to you by MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early, use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Uh, use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. All right, to get started, go to mybookie.ag. Uh, do that now, register for an account for free, and then when you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code NEXTROUND to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code NEXTROUND, claim your deposit bonus, and then for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. All right, Ben Leard could throw the ball up just about anywhere, anytime, and uh, Ronnie Daniels would go get it. Ronnie, we uh, can't thank you enough for, for taking the time and, and joining us today on Village Vice. First, War Eagle, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? Like, I, and I appreciate y'all having me on here. So it's 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 great to you know to be a part of the Auburn family. So I I enjoy. Well, we're we're looking forward to talking a little bit and, and going down memory lane a little bit. Before we do that, though, let people know where you are and and what you're doing now. What's what's day to day like for Ronnie Daniels? I'm uh, coaching coaching football now. I'm at uh, Malden High School in South Carolina. So I just I just moved here, you know, this summer. So that's where I'm at. And uh, like I said, I've been for the last 10 years coaching football in Atlanta, yeah. uh, Hill Grove and uh, Eagles Landing. So, um, but just, just having fun, man, enjoying, you know, working with the high school kids, young guys, and, and you know, building them up and, you know, letting them pursue their dreams. Yeah. Uh, what's, compare high school football now, now that you're coaching it to when you played. I mean, I, we all talk about how offenses are so different, but, what you know? What what are the biggest differences in high school ball now? I'm gonna be honest with you. Like a lot of the kids are, are a lot dedicated. A lot of the kids, when I say dedicated, like they know what they want to do. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them are, you know, a lot of them are faster. I can tell you that. A lot of them are faster and smarter. Like they, you know, with even a lot of these offenses now are so complex now that these kids are they they know football. A lot of them so. I think now is, is with, with me teaching them, it's more of just the toughness of, you know, the mindset and the toughness of from moving from high school to college. So that's what I, I, I bring to the table with, you know, teaching high school kids and where I come in and because I've been there. But other than that, man, I mean, I just think that's the difference is, you know, the level of toughness from high school to college. But, other, yeah. but knowing football, a lot of these kids, they, they mentally – they they ready to go, you know, from the X's and O's. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. All right, you came out of Florida and you played baseball. You you played professional baseball for a few years before college. For those who aren't familiar with your story, Ronnie, take take us back to coming out of high school, the decision to to pursue baseball, and and what life on the road was like as a as a uh, in Base the minor leagues. Well, yes, I um like. First, I originally signed with Florida State out of high school, and which was with, with Bobby Bowden. And so, and then once I got drafted in baseball, you know, that was I, I was a decision of me and my family was like, hey, let's you know, let's take the money. But then I had told Coach Bowden like, 
if it, you know, if it don't work out, would I be able to come back? You know? And he was like, he was like, of course. And so that's how I originally started. So then once like my, that third year going into that fourth year, I start seeing a lot of guys that I played with, you know, and they was seeing them watching them on, on TV playing football. And I'm like, man, I need to come back and try to play. Cause I know I'm, I could be good enough cause I played with these guys and I was good enough to play with these guys. And so when I end up reaching, I end up calling my high school coach back in Lakewood High School and asked him, can he reach out, you know, to the Florida State coach, which he did. And I ended up getting in contact with Coach Bowden. And he was like, yeah, we would love to have you back. And then that's what he did was he was like, but my son, which was Terry Bowden in 98, it was at Auburn. And he was like, well, you know, I got Peter Warwick and I got all these guys here. You might have a better chance of, you know, get some playing time if you know at Auburn and so that's how Auburn came about of me coming there and so then like a lot of guys that I already kind of knew that was Robert Baker uh Karsten Bailey to kill spikes and the, you know those guys I already kind of knew those guys there in, in 98 when I when I went up there and took the visit so and once 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 I got in contact with coach with Terry Bowden and Jimbo Fisher that's how I ended up at Auburn which is interesting because your first year at Auburn, they were not here they anymore. Were there. Yep. So I signed and I, I signed and I ended up coming up there and I, I was up there like for that summer. And, and then I was, I was up there hanging out and staying up there. And I, you know, I had got me a job and I was working and I, I wasn't, like I said, I was trying to get in and they end up, you know, getting, you know, they end up, you know, leaving yeah. and that's, Tupperville came in, and so then once I was able to get enrolled in '99, in that that I mean the summer, I mean that January of '99, you know, I was a little nervous, like, well, I know Coach Tub probably don't know nothing about me, but you know, he ended up giving me a chance, you know, giving me a shot, and then hey, I took advantage of it. Yeah, you absolutely did, and we're gonna have fun talking about some of those games here in just a little bit. What were those first conversations like? Do you remember between you and Coach Tuberville and and I guess Noel Mazzoni was the offensive coordinator. Yes. For, for those things, what were those conversations like? He was he was just like you know hey, he was like I've heard a lot about you. Um, he was like I just want you to hey just work hard, keep working, keep your head keep your head down. You know, he was like he he said this too. He was like you know I'm gonna talk about you a little bit. You know, so don't don't get discouraged from the things that I say in the media and all that. Because you know he was like I know you're a little you're a little older. You've been out of you know been playing baseball so. He said, "Hey, your time is ticking, so you you got this. so you got to." He was just like, "I believe in you. I'm gonna give you your chance. Take advantage of it." And that's basically what it was. And I said, "Coach, I appreciate it, and I won't let you down." Yeah. How hard we've heard about some guys, and particularly at Auburn, there have been guys who have done baseball and football and and done it well and and highly notable. Um, how different was the experience of of training and conditioning? for football, getting ready for the 99 season versus kind of the daily grind of, of minor league baseball? I mean, it was, it's, it was, it was a big difference because, you know, school wise, you know, getting back into trying to, you know, go to classes and doing schoolwork. So that was a big deal for me, yeah. you know, I was, you know, but just, just lifting weights, you know, getting back into the weight training and the speed agility stuff, like a lot of this stuff, you know, with baseball, when I was playing, we didn't do a lot of that. You know, we did we did a lot more on the practicing on the field and everything was more, you know, laid back, you know, doing drills here. But football, it was it was it was more intense, 
you know, a lot more banging, which, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't used to that. So I had to get adjusted to that, adjusted to that. And, the, and what I did to do that was I start, I started doing tour days. I started going to with coach Yox. I started going at six in the morning and then I would come back after class that evening and do like some little extra work and stuff like that. So that's how I was able to, you know, to catch up. I was, I was going twice a day for, you know, for, for a minute. Well, uh, and it paid off because your impact was immediate right away. Uh, we're going to go through some of these games in, in 99 on that schedule. You start against Appalachian State. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about that opener in, in 1999? It was Tubbs' first game, but it's your first game in, in an Auburn jersey. Uh, see, and that, I think that, that game was, I think Gabe Gross was the start of that, that, that quarterback. And yep. I'm nervous because – all spring, you know, I had practice in spring and I was dropping the balls, dropping the balls, you know, like I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, I was nervous. So and, and it's like all I kept saying, once I got once Gabe threw me that first fade ball in, in the end zone, I was up and I was just praying, like, please don't drop this ball. Please don't drop this ball. <laughs> and then I think, too, once once I caught it and it was a touchdown and I just saw how the crowd was loud. And and I was then that's when I knew then I said, hey, you can you can play. Yeah, you can play on this level. You can, you know, hey, you you are good enough to play on this level and play this high level of football. And then that's when the confidence started kicking in, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good enough to play here. For for folks who don't remember uh, and don't have the box score pulled up in front of them like I do, uh, with about eight minutes to go in the first quarter, yeah, it was a 15 yard pass from Gabe Gross. Mm -hmm. Ronnie caught it in the end zone, and that was the first score of the game. But then. Appalachian State fought back. This is before now. This is before they beat Michigan in the big house. It's before they mm -hmm. beat Texas A&M, obviously. Um, App State was trying to score the upset, and they actually came back. They took a lead. You're in a tie game in the fourth quarter. Yes. Ben Leard comes in. What What do you remember about the last drive of that game? The last drive was Coach, Coach Mazzoni was like, hey. He was like, hey, I see the corner keeps biting up. The corner keeps jumping the out route because we was running like the little – like the quick outs, the quick outs. And so he was like, hey, hey, Ronnie, we're going to run that out and we're going to run it up. And so Ben was like, hey, man, I'm going to throw it early. I'm going to throw it out there. I just need you to run up on it and go get it. And so at that time, I was like, and then, you know, I was like, me? He was like, I'm coming to you. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I said, man, I got you. I got you. Ben said, hey, man, you got this. You got this. I was like, all right, all right. And that, we ran that out, that out and up. And he, when, when I looked up, man, the ball was already in the air. I was like, oh. And man, I, I called. I called it in stride. With less than a minute to go in the game, it was it was the game winner. And I, I would have to imagine, Ronnie, that it was really satisfying. You put in so much work. You make the decision to, to come to Auburn, and in your first game, you not only you get the game-winning touchdown reception, but I mean, two touchdown catches in the game. It it had to be satisfying when that game ended to to have all that work pay off the way that it did. Yes, yes, and 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 I, I got to give credit to like what you know, Coach Tuberville, Mazzoni, and and my my receiver coach, Coach Knox. Like mm -hmm. man, when I tell you, like he was, he was great, man. He was awesome. Like he was probably one of the best coaches I've had, you know, in, in playing high school, college ball. So I mean, he he's the best coach I've had, and yeah. and and my teammates, man, they all believed in me. They, they you know they saw me put the work in, and they all believed him, and they 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 rallied behind me. So. Uh, after that first game, you, you host Idaho the next week. And we won't go 
every game by game, but you come back after an impressive opener, four more catches, 69 yards. You kind of established yourself in those first two games as the go-to guy in that yeah. receiving core. Yes, and see, I think, too, it was it was kind of one of them things where – we was we was kind of battling back and forth with you know, you know with like you know having with who was going to run the ball was it going to be Rusty Williams, you know uh uh, uh Michael uh you know we had a, a rook I mean a freshman Michael See, even was it Michael Burks or was it Michael Owens Michael Owens it was Michael, Michael Owens yeah yeah then we, then you know at Clifton Robinson so he ended up yeah in the backfield and then we had Heath Evans yep so. And then you know, he, coach coach kept going back and forth with those guys, and then we kind of established like for that that for them for them games was hey, our strong point is passing the ball. So hey, and, and, and Ronnie seemed like you know he's bigger and strong enough. Let's try to get him the ball, and let him you know make some plays in the open field. And, and yeah. that's that's kind of the way we went with it. Were they playing a lot of man coverage in those first two games? Because we're going to talk about a couple of teams that kept yeah. playing man coverage. But is that did App State and Idaho do a lot of that the first two yeah. weeks? Yeah, play a lot of man. And see, I think too that nobody knew who I was, so yeah. nobody really expected to be like, "Hey, this guy's you know pretty good." Like nobody knew that, so it's like that's why I shocked a lot of people was when they everybody was playing me man and, and coach like i said yeah. coach was on you know slants and his quick screen and stuff and i was catching them and you know and breaking out of tackles and and nobody like i said that's i think too that's what it was too a lot of that was nobody knew who i was i'm yeah. coming on the scene you know i knew and my coaches knew and like i said my teammates knew that hey oh y'all he, he coming he ready he's strong big I'm, I'm, i was bigger than a lot of a lot of the guys so <laughs> If they were going to keep playing it, Ben yeah. was just going to keep throwing you the ball. And keep throwing them, yes. Um, all right, you guys certainly made a, a big statement in Baton Rouge week three of the season. Um, mm -hmm. That had been a, you know, those games were always close throughout the 90s. There have been a lot of classic games. Um, Heath Evans, I think, got hurt the year before against LSU at home. And then you guys go into Baton Rouge, and it's a coming out party. Um, and for yeah. you in particular, the play that everybody always watches and talks about is the play where you catch the ball up the right sideline, reverse field, and the Mack truck comes out of nowhere. But you're able to get up off your feet, chase the ball into the end zone. I know you've talked about it a lot, but for people who haven't seen this or haven't heard you talk about it, just take us through your memories of that play. See, see, and, and what was what was crazy about that, we we saw like that they was playing they was playing man, but we knew that like they they backside corner. I forgot. I could, I think his name was Booker Fred. I think it's Fred Booker. Okay. So and we had Reggie Wordy was on the on the other other side of him, right? So Reggie was supposed to be running a quick out. So he was supposed to be running like like an out route to occupy that that guy. And so I was supposed to be running like a like it was like a shoot route where I'm shooting like you know once I go in and go up the scene and Ben was like I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you on like a, give me a headshot. And so once I saw that. I was I was talking noise, you know, back to the uh to the deep to the corner over there. I was like, hey, you can't catch me, you can't catch me, not knowing that I, I thought Reggie was supposed to be occupying, you know, that that the Booker, and I didn't know he was that fast, you know. And so then once he hit me and I and I and the ball flew out, and then once once I flipped, flipped over and I kicked it forward towards the end zone, all I kept all kept in my mind was, oh shoot. Let me go get this ball because because Coach Tubb already said, "Hey, anybody fumble that ball, you got stadiums 
I was gonna be in Jordan Hare Stadium running at six in the morning up the stadium. So I was like, please go get that ball. So when I kept got up, I kept running. I and I noticed that they wasn't getting it, it kept falling out. And I said, Oh, and it, it just happened to just I fell right on and it popped right up in my arms and I just dived on there and I say, Yeah, it was I was I was <laughs> that was very, very interesting. So yeah. but that's that's how my mind was. All I kept saying is I do not want to run them stadiums at six in the morning. I better get all. If, if you haven't seen the play, definitely search that. Um, it'll pop right up for you. Ronnie Daniels versus LSU. But you guys go in and just just clean old, uh, you clean LSU's clock in that game. Did you know kind of going in? I mean, did you see matchups and think, yeah, we could do this? Or, or I mean, did you guys see that kind of offensive performance coming? Well, I mean, we we had you know Tub man. One thing about Tub, a great he was a great motivating coach, and then he he had us believing that every game that we we was coming in, that we 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 was we was better team, and that we can win, and so that we the great the game plan that Coach Mazzoni had was they played a lot of like you know they played a lot of quarter coverages and they and they they play man backside. So once we saw that the safeties was rolling down, you know, because we we started off we were trying to run the ball. And once them safety start rolling down, he he knew then I better hit that seam route. Cause see, like on the first touchdown when I caught when I caught the first touchdown, the safety was down and and, and they was playing like like a cover two type kind of coverage and the safety never got over there. So Ben hit me with a headshot, you know, in the in the end zone like like on the sideline. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah we. Then that's when that's when you know scene route. Once they start trying to kept coming out, they kept playing the same coverage, and that's when I went inside and went up the scene and caught caught that ball. Yeah, the the first of of two just monster games that season. We're going to get into a little more in '99 after we remind you that you know football started. And if you need some plays, go to lanceslock.com right now is the time to get the best price on the monthly and annual packages. Sign up today for the best deal. Lanceslock.com proud sponsor here on uh, Village Vice. All right, you guys go into a little bit of a rough patch there because uh, Ben Leard uh, gets injured. He gets hurt mm -hmm. against Ole Miss. Um, and then you got that tough stretch with Ole Miss, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Florida, and Arkansas. Um, middle part of the year, the grind of the season is wearing on. You're still, you know, I mean, you're, you're still performing at a high yeah. level, but, but the team is struggling a little bit as any team does when it loses its starting quarterback. Yeah. And, and and it was it's it was it was kind of you know, it was tough. And I think too that, you know, with, with, with Jeff Klein, you know, that he came in and you know, he was more of a gunslinger. So mm -hmm. big arm, you know, and he, 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 he was kinda of like, Hey Ronnie, I'm hey, be ready. I'm that ball, I'm coming to you with the ball. So hey. And and I I, I think too that a lot of a lot of teams start realizing, hey, we need to get our focus on you on, on, on twenty five. We're gonna get our focus on, you know, and so and so some of the plays I felt like, you know, I should have made that I did make that, you know, that Jeff threw Jeff threw some great, great balls and Jeff, you know, he I was trying to be the go-to guy for him and that I should have made. And then a lot of the two that a lot of teams just start stacking the box and, and doubling me and you know, playing, you know, single, you know, on some on other other receivers. And that's what it was, man. And then, you know, like I said, we had a great defense. Our defense wasn't bad at all, man. We just yeah. kept putting them in situations where they was on the field a lot. Yeah. And so that's why them tough games, you know, end up, you know, week after week. And then, you know, like, and then, you know, losing Ben was yeah. huge because Ben was more of a, a facilitator. Like, Ben was audible, 
and he he can see the field and he knew exactly when to when to run the ball, when to pass the ball, when to you know tell me to run from a slant to a fade or a fade to a slant. Like he he knew that. Yeah. And he was great with reading reading coverages. And you know, so when when he went down, that that was a huge, huge loss for us. Yeah, especially I mean it, the game's changed a little bit, but I, there are not a lot of teams that would contend that wouldn't struggle when they, when they yeah. lose their starting quarter, especially yeah. in, in that era. So, well, everybody knows who Ronnie Daniels is by this point in the year. As we get into November of '99, you win your homecoming game over UCF, 28 to 10, and then you go to Athens. And even though they knew who you were, they didn't change their coverage. And it is one of the best days that an Auburn player has had individually. Yeah. Ever. Nine catches, 249 yards, and a couple of scores, and just a just a monster game, Ronnie. Tell me what you if you how much you remember going into that game, that week of prep, and and then game day itself. I, I, honestly, I, I I was I was that you know Ben was coming back, and you know Ben was hyped because you know he's from Georgia, yeah. so he was hyped. He was hyped, and he was you know, and I was kind of like you know. Hey man, you sure you know these guys gonna make sure I I'll be able to get open? You gonna make make sure I get open? That's kind of what I'm talking to Ben about. He was like, "Hey man, I'm coming to you. Hey, you just catch the ball and do what you do." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I was kind of skeptical because I didn't know what to expect until when I got out there and I started noticing they was in man and Ben started, you know, checking checking you know the, the checking like you know to the fade ball in man and they was press man. And so, you know, and coach, like I said, Coach Knox, he was big on if you want to be a great receiver, it's two things. You got to be able to get open off the of press and you got to be able to block, you know, and, and he harped on that and harped on that. And I was like, all I was just like, as long as I get off this press man, I'm good. I, I'll be able to do the rest. Just let yeah. me get off this press man, you know, and that's that was kind of my logic was. And when I just saw him, they were pressing and being checked to me, it was like, hey, it was and a lot of them would run run plays and then he'll check when he see press he'll check out of it and hey throw the go ball all right and man and they just kept pressing they just kept pressing because i felt like they must have thought that they guys was better georgia yeah. really think georgia really thought they players was better than what we had your style of play too was such a physical style i don't know that we really appreciate now unless we go back and watch some of those games just how physical you were. Cause a lot of that, you know, yeah, it's press man and they've got hands on you. They got arms. They're, they're trying to get at you and you know, strength balance. That was a big part of your game from, from yes. the receiver position. Yes. That, that, was, yes. you know, that went a long way in those 249 yards. And and a lot of that comes from, you know, and when I was in high school, I played, I played safety, like outside linebacker safety and I also played a little running back too. So, you know, I had a little, you know, and I was like, I, and I, I was bigger than everybody. Yeah. I was bigger than everybody. So, you know, and I think that had a lot to do with it too. So, and, and, you know, by me just having that, that, that baseball IQ of, you know, tracking the ball down too. So, you know, that, that helped, that helped me a lot to be able to transition back to football, to be able to, you know, start back catching the football. You go over a thousand yards in 99. We talk a lot about, Auburn's lack of thousand yard receivers now mm -hmm. because it's been since 99. Was it something that you talked about? Was it something you thought about? Did you did you look at it maybe a little more after the Georgia game? How was that on your radar that season? I, I didn't ever I never really thought about it. 
I never, I never, honestly, I never knew that, you know, about the thousand yards, all, you know what I'm saying? Cause all I wanted to do was I wanted to win and I wanted to show a lot of people that I can play this game and I can play the game, you know, in the SEC and I can be a great receiver in the SEC. And that's, that was the only thing I wanted to prove to people that I'm good enough to play in a high level college. And, and I, it, it didn't hit me to more to after the season. So, you know, a lot of guys like, hey, man, you know, you're the only thousand yard receiver, man. Hey, man, you know, nobody ever did it, you know, to, you know, Beasley. And I'm like, I was like, oh, for real? And see, then after that, that's when, it, you know, I started realizing I was like, oh, wow, I, you know, I really didn't know that. So, I mean, it was it was it, it's it's surreal now. But yeah. then I just I was trying to prove a point to show them that I'm good enough to play in yeah. SEC. Yeah. Couple of guys who've gotten close since then: Darvin Adams, Sammy Coates. But uh, yeah. Auburn is still looking for that first guy since '99. All right, real quickly because our man, our time is is zooming by. We could do this for for another thirty minutes, but um, we want to respect your time. A couple okay. of words about 2000. Rudy Johnson comes in. Now there's no question about who's going to run the ball and and who yeah. the running game is going to be focused on. We know the team wins the West in 2000. Yeah. But Give us just some thoughts on going into that 2000 season, but, what you were looking at individually and, and as a team. Well, individually, I was looking like, hey, I know a lot of a lot of teams are going to game plan for me. But now I was like, we got a running back, so they can't just – they can't stack the box. I mean, they can't just stack and double me like they want to because Tim Carter was was was, was coming along, Reggie Worthy was coming along, and we had guys that, you know, that, can, that was good receivers. You know, Marcel Willis, you know, a lot of those guys – even Jared McIntyre, like a lot of those guys was coming alone that was that was real good. And so, and I think too, like that first game when I came in and you know, I was back at it. And then I think too, a lot of it was, you know, I started having little little injuries, little little side injuries that really that that you know that hurt me. Yeah. And that, that I, I played through a lot of that, and that that's what one one of the big things that was really happening. Yeah. Um so, as you look back on your time at Auburn, biggest takeaway and maybe one game you'd like to have back, if you could go back and, and replay any one game from those two seasons. Uh, uh, Mississippi State against Fred Smoot when 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 I uh, when I was them fade balls that I that I let him jam me up on a mm -hmm. couple of them and I didn't really get them good releases like I like I was supposed to. If I can have those back, that's what I really would want that that game back against him. Yeah, because he was talking a lot of noise to me too. And they played man to man. That's that one game against him. Was he the best cornerback that you played against in your time at Auburn, or would you put somebody else yeah. up there at the top? Him and, and, and Arkansas, his Arkansas corner at Barrett. His name, last name was Barrett. Them two, them were the best two. But Smoot, hands down, was the best. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to need to visit again sometime soon, Ronnie. You're so generous with your time. We appreciate that very much. It's it's fun to go down memory lane. And um, before we before we leave you, though, a quick word about this year's Auburn team. A lot of new receivers are coming in, 6'2", 6'3", even taller. They've got that physicality. And uh, what are you looking for out of the wide receivers on this year's Auburn team? I want to I see them guys make plays. Like when that ball is in there, I want them to have that mentality that it's mine. That ball's in there. That ball is mine. And I think too, they like I said, they got the young young coach that you know he's teaching them the good techniques and he's motivating them. The only thing I just like, even when like when I come, that's the first thing I want to tell them, guys. That ball in the air is yours. 
Don't I don't care who's around. You go get that ball. It's yours. And what they have that. I think if they have that mentality, you, we'll see the next thousand yard receiver coming because they're very very talented, and they faster. They, they a lot of them are faster than me too. So yeah, yeah. Ronnie, thank you very much. Really have enjoyed this. I, I hope our viewers, I'm sure our viewers will uh, as well. And uh, and we do thank you for your time. War Eagle. Oh, War Eagle, appreciate you. All right, that's Ronnie Daniels. And uh, that'll do it for today's episode of Village Vice. Everybody has a vice. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.